Welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and John. Buckle up, folks. You just got promoted to Power Caller. This week, we continue our discussion on the film Sorry to Bother You with special guest John Good, and we read some bad casting breakdowns in our Nervous Breakdown segment. Let's get into it. The house is a mess, Jack. The kids are a mess, Jack. You're a mess, Jack. You have been a total bitch ever since you came to New York. You seem sort of distant. Let's just do it, man. You look stupid and rich. Stupid and stupid and rich. Fascist. All right, let's get into it. Oh my god! All right, god. we're rolling again. So, rolling. as I was saying, all right, so you said we were talking about phones and intimacy. Yes, we were discussing the time when you would get a phone call from your mom or telemarketer. Right. Yes, and then your partner would be incredibly intimate with you while you're trying to field this call. Yes, this yes. happened to me in high school specifically oh, uh, on several okay. occasions. Yes. yes, on several occasions. Well, even. when you have to call, well, my this is super fucking <laughs> awkward. But my mom used to make me call her and tell her where I was. Oh, I had to do the because same thing. she thought I was sneaking out, and she was right. Um, but yes, that happened. <laughs> but a you didn't of times. call her when you snuck out, so. No, but I mean, like, if I was going to a friend's house, she's like, call me when you, when you get at there. 10 p.m. No, she wouldn't. It wasn't just when you get there. She's oh. like, call me at 10 or call me at 1115 or some fucking weird time so that I couldn't go somewhere. Uh, but then right. we would just wait until like midnight <laughs> right. to go somewhere. Go somewhere. Yeah. Oh, anyway. parents. Sarah's looking at me with disapproval. No, no. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about. Sorry, um, mom, if you're listening. There was, um, sorry to bother you, mom. You, sorry, sorry to bother you, mom. If you made it past the discussion of horse sticks <laughs> to this point, um, okay. there was this one like a mom that went viral because she makes her daughter like send her like very specific pictures when she's places. That's so smart. it's one of those things like she's like, okay, well you're supposed to be at Stacy's. Take a picture in front of Stacy's front door, but Stacy needs to be piggyback on your back, <laughs> and it's like somebody has to like go and take this picture outside their door. You know, but like shouldn't that. your experience, Nicole, tell you that that doesn't work? Uh, my experience tells me that <laughs> at the very least you should make it difficult for them and keep them on their toes. Because nice. if you make it too easy, then they're going to do whatever the fuck they want anyways, but also be so easy that they're just going to keep pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing. And they're going to so, grow up to be dicks. Just to me, just for <laughs> horse me. Dicks. Horse dicks. Uh, just for me, I feel like I needed the challenge. Okay. I needed the challenge or I would have done very bad things. Ooh. Oh, very bad yeah. things. Yeah. I think it's so fun, funny that we're like bad. best friends. I know. I didn't really have to, to do bad You know, things. I was always the good one in my 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 Your friend duo. group. Yeah, I was yeah. always the level-headed good one. Yeah, comparatively, but anyway. Yeah. Comparatively. Uh, yeah. Okay, so let's get back to this. So we the, we were talking about the uh, the call center. So he gets the job at the call center, which is he's the, not doing great. The interview process was dope too, though. Oh, the interview God, that process for that gig so was great. Good. That was wonderful. He brings yeah. in the trophy, the trophy and the employee of the month thing. I love that he's just sitting there with it face out, like yeah. in his lap, like yeah, uh, right. employee of the month. And the guy's like, "No, I was the manager yeah. at branch, branch manager. At yeah. that How time, did that happen? How did he manage to?" I loved so all sorry. of it. And then oh, the whole, so great. And he's like, like basically like, I don't care. Right. I'm just trying to hire anybody. Yeah. And you at least have initiative because yeah. you made this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he said the two things I know is that you have initiative and you can read. Yeah. You're hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love how like the person who was pretending to be his boss at like the Shake Shack or whatever is like the guy that's already working there with him. He's like, it would have been better if his voicemail wasn't right. like, yo, you've reached Sammy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I love yeah, his yeah. reply like this. I, I didn't know Sammy. 
Sammy applied for this job. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I again, like I feel like we've been talking about this a little bit, but again, I just wanna I wanna say how incredible this actor is. Um, yes. uh, Lakeith, I'm gonna say his name correctly because I have it written down. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield is like he does so much with so like his eyes yeah. say so much, yeah. and. I just feel so much empathy for him, like immediately. Like yeah. I just, I care about him so much. So, and yeah. I feel like you have to with the choices that he makes. And I just, I wanted everything to work out for him. I yeah. just like, I worried about him and cared about him so much in this film. Yeah. And I just think that actor and was I, incredible. I'm going to jump a bit also again. Sure. A perfect example, I think, of him, his acting, what he's doing with his face and his eyes and everything mm-hmm. is when he and the guy are complimenting each other. Like, I no, hope I you have a good that. day, brother. I hope you oh, have a good day. Right. I hope your month is filled oh, with success. Yes. Like, that yeah. whole thing. Yes. So I love that outside so of the, much. Outside of the union stand yes. and, then, yeah. and then the union guys are, okay, guys. Okay. I'm just <laughs> like, hmm. And it's just all, yeah. like, if you... It, I think if you played that audio mm-hmm. without seeing their faces, it, it could know. almost even seem complimentary. But you, yeah. when you see yeah. that, that, you know, the, but when you see the was way they're so looking good. at each other. That was, yeah. that that was, some, was so serious, some serious Meisner repetitions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. really great. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, so he's got the job at the call center. It's not going well. And then he gets some advice from Danny Glover, who's in the... Who happens to be sitting right next to next him. To him mm-hmm. Yeah, and he basically says, he calls him Youngblood, which he, he gets called a lot by other yeah. people that don't even know... Danny Glover's character. I think he gets called that upstairs too, right? By maybe Mr. Blank. Somebody else calls him Youngblood mm. besides... I think Mr. Blank also calls him Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, it was something I noticed this time when I watched it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. He also called him Youngblood. But, um, so Danny Glover tells him basically, hey, if you want to succeed, you got to use your white voice. Right. Yeah. And uh, so he puts on this sort of nasally voice, and he's like, "That's yeah. it's not that's not the it's not the, about the tone. Right. It's about the intention behind I think what it's, you're uh, saying. It's, it's the not voice Will that Smith they white. not Will Smith right. white. Yeah. yeah, it's the voice that they wish they had. I think was one right. Of the that's things what he right. said. He said it's it's you can't just speak properly. It's not uh, it's not that. It's um, well, I wrote that he said he said it's sounding like you don't have a care in the world. Right. right, you've never been fired. You've been laid off. Right, right, yeah. Right. So it's like all about the attitude. It's about ownership it's like owning mm-hmm. it's like you own it's like you have ownership of the world or you have like you know so this elevated status and you yeah. know it basically like you don't you not you don't need this money right yes. that you're trying to sell which is you know as product. they always say is is people give you money when you don't need money mm-hmm. you know well, that's how will, we should raise money for our give projects you these from now you don't on need guys these things. we I'm should do a card all of our all Let's of our things do like I don't need any money like <laughs> every, the next crowdfunding video is just all us going I mean donate if you feel like it I guess whatever but like we don't need it because we are flush with cash right now <laughs> but yeah you're right there's certain I feel like abundance seems to come when you maybe are not needing it as much I don't know well like, it's interesting you know how that, they always say you, you can find a job when you already have a job right you're like yeah. when you don't have a job can't find a right. job got a job you get a job and I think that also in that in that particular thing I think for a lot of black people, for them, that in their mind represents like whiteness is this mm. this comfortable, you know, the devil may care, easy, whimsy thing. Okay. To them, they're like, that's in their mind, like what it means to be like white and successful. For some people, they think that's just what it means to be white, period. It's just it's just all good. And so they're like, you got to be you can't be fake white. You got to be white out this month. Like inside, like right. deep inside. And he has, he seems to have a talent for it once he actually starts doing it. Because the first time right. we hear him do it, and that's of course whenever he's using his white voice, that's David Cross's voice. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know who plays Danny Glover's white voice. I didn't look it up, but he does. He does the white voice as well. But um, 
see. I'm going to look it up. Let me see. Andrew. I have it open it's also, right here. It's also interesting commentary. I think that um, on like uh, people always look to the older generation to show the new generation the way. Mm-hmm. And then once the new generation is shown the way, and let's just say they fully embrace whatever the hell it is you showed them. Yeah. If the new generation takes it somewhere that you didn't want them to take them, them to take it, well, then you're critical of it, of the thing that they taught you to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Like you showed me to do it. Now I'm doing it. And then you're like, why the hell are you doing that? Like, right. 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 Doing the thing you told me to do. Yeah. So I'm killing it. So I thought that was uh, you. I see that playing out a lot in politics, uh, like your your new kind of uh, Black Lives Matter activists. And uh-huh. then you have the old guard, the um, oh, interesting. Jesse Jacksons mm-hmm. and the Al Sharptons. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely this this struggle for like identity and like, um, you know, like your, you know, your blueprint that we follow to. We followed it to this point and now we've made our own thing. Yeah, we're moving. Right. Moving this thing you have ahead. antiquated. We made it this. And so yeah. some of that I felt like was played out in those conversations a bit. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he... He ends up, cho- he ends up taking the advice, and he starts. Well, the first time we hear the white voices at the bar, yes, he makes a toast, and it actually scares the shit out of everybody. It's right. like this intense moment where he's giving this toast in the white voice, and Squeeze is there, and his girlfriend Detroit is there, and his pal, I think it's Sal or Salvador or something, is the yeah. guy's yeah. name, and uh, and some other some other random extras <laughs> that are at the table that we don't see again, and they all seem. It seems unnerving to them. Yeah, like right. they, they seem don't, they don't like they it. don't like it at all. Yeah. Um. Did you find? Uh, did you figure I, it out? I don't. All right. Well, we'll it's not listed on. Uh, maybe I he know. did it himself. Maybe it was just him. It might have just, just, just came no. from deep He's within. Not too old well, for that I shit. thought Tessa Thompson, and of course we had Tessa Thompson's. That wasn't her. voice. That wasn't her voice. But in the movie theater, I thought it was. Mm. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was. I didn't notice until this time when I was watching it on my computer that I was like, oh, that's definitely not her voice. I still right. thought it was her voice until mm. I just saw it on who, So who does her voice? Because um, I was trying to look this up earlier because I was like, who I is that? I saw it. But um, um, the, that's what I, one of the things I found really interesting. Lily James. Lily James, I don't know who mm. that is. Um, Rosario Dawson was the voice in the elevator. Oh, I love oh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, oh, yeah, when he goes up to the the, the power collar. So we, well, we'll, yes. we'll get there in a that second. That just made the movie even better. Rosario yeah. Dawson, my goodness. Well, so he starts using the white voice and he's killing it. Like he's yeah. selling, selling, selling. selling. Right. And this whole time they've been telling him that the best salespeople go up to the top to the power collar power floor. And we see uh, Mr. Blank. Yes. Uh, a couple of times going to the elevator. Yes. and But Squeeze and some of the other guys, they think that the power collar thing is all bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. They think it's a scam. But I also think that Squeeze's uh, perspective on it is is interesting and valid and a good or argument in the movie is that he's like, oh, yeah, if you're a good fry cook, they'll eventually make you a manager. And right. it's like it's like you can have the you'll get up to move from this shit job to another shit job, basically. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that that was one of the things that I wrote down to, okay. to, to talk about is um, the corporate world man, man, manipulating us mm-hmm. to 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 do their bit bit. Mm-hmm bidding by giving us small rewards like for example when i worked at at bath and body works we got a free thing each week Hmm. yeah Hmm. well that would keep me working there and it's just stuff like that okay that that costs them like three cents or something like that and they're they're, like you get this free thing it's like like, here like take your hand how about healthcare though that would be i know right so (laughs) like so our our society's full of stuff like that where Mm -hmm. like scraps exactly. they give us scraps. they give you scraps and you'll yeah. take to, it to, to, to keep you pat, pat, 
pacified. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's the other thing too. And I think that's uh, another, like with the union too, is uh, along with the scraps, you're taught to fight amongst yourselves. Oh yes. Mm -hmm. For the scraps. Yeah. Versus Mm -hmm. all of you banding together and telling the people upstairs, no, fuck your scraps. And this also ties into, this is jumping way ahead, but when, um, he's told basically to be the Martin Luther King Jr. of the horse right. pe- people. Oh, it's kind of like God. that. Like, <sighs> like let's use that to man- ma- manipulate them, make them think that right. they're against us. Right. But we're actually in cahoots with, with, you, with yeah. you. Yeah. And in a way, I hadn't really thought about it until you just said it this way. Like, in a way, it's almost like what the union guy does. Like, he mm-hmm. gets in there and pretends like he's one of them. Yeah. And yeah. his yes. motives may up. be more pure in our minds than fake Martin Luther King of the horse people, but he's kind of doing the same thing. Like he's getting in there, he's making friends at the vending machine and then he's getting people to organize and that's his job. Like he goes from place to place and creates unions, creates Creates unions, unions, which in our minds, like we want that, but also there's something icky about it, about Mm -hmm. him. There's something icky about him. Yeah. And which I thought was interesting because I don't, I think the movie doesn't seem to take a, a stance either way on whether what he does is all good or all bad. Right. He's yeah. definitely one of the be- good characters in the film. Like we definitely like him, but some of the things he does are a little shady. Yeah. You feel that way. Yeah. yeah. Like when he flirts with, um, with, uh, what's her face, Detroit and yeah. has sex with her. Yeah. 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 No, all, but, Oh, you're right. Yes, you're right. You're right. But, you're right. Yes. You're right. Well, not, um, not, not all, but all, but, yeah. but, <laughs> all, but, yeah, but not but all, but it's probably, it's probably, it's probably all comma, all comma, but, when I when I worked I worked corporate for years as a as an accountant. I forget that sometimes. Years. Wow. And I, I became at one point kind of like the equivalent of a power caller. Like wow. I moved up to one step below being a vice president at this company. Okay. And it's super interesting the way the conversations change, the way um you get invited to these like executive parties. They're yeah. very, very different than anything you've ever been to before then. Yeah. Uh very different it's 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 very curious and um yeah and then what they'll what they'll discuss with you is how how smart and how special you are mm-hmm. which is what they did to they, that's what they did they make, they you, feel they make you feel cautious a bunch of how time smart and how special you you're are. so special yeah. like you're they don't want to they don't really say got, you've really got something right they that don't other say people don't have. you're different from them or you're better than them yeah. but it's it's definitely mm-hmm. a you're smart to keep you you apart from so that you feel like you're better i think that this is i for instance clarence thomas the Mm -hmm. i think some point they were like you're smart you're Mm -hmm. special you're not like them so come up here okay and pass this legislation that's against them yeah because you're smart and special yeah okay i think that's a game that's played it's played a lot and this movie i think talks a lot about it and how um you know african-americans see themselves more and more you know struggling with these positions with these situations you see it you know you got your friends climbing the ladder mm-hmm. and it's interesting mm-hmm. you know as they say money and power don't um create character just expose it yeah yeah and then you find well, out like what, who people are yeah. in some ways. and like for example when he's up with the pa- 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 power callers and mr blank is like whoop only white voice here right yeah like you was, have yeah. to use your white voice right. if you're playing with up here with the the like, the white pee, pee mm-hmm. people. No matter how far he goes. And I think there's like, well, I, w- I want to hold off on talking about the, I want to hold off on the end of talking about the party and all of that. But yeah. um, mm-hmm. 
no matter where he goes, and that includes the party, he can't ever be himself. Like, no, he, no right. matter how far up he climbs, no, no matter how much money he makes them, he's always got to play the part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and for uh, most of the movie, that is the white voice. Yeah. And even amongst the two of them, when Mister, when two black characters are talking to each other, they can't talk to each other in normal voices. Right. They have to use their white, white voice. voice. Right. There's only one time when he does use his yes, his you're right regular voice. When who does? Uh, Mister Blank. Mr. Blank. But and Cassius. Was, when is that? I forget. That's, well, oh, yeah, that's the party. The you want to talk about the party? The party yeah. But Cassius has the yeah. interesting, interesting moment where he's using the white voice, and he mm-hmm. he uh-huh. landed the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he's using the white voice, but he breaks it to say, "I'm gonna need an advance on this check." Right, right, right. Yeah, he breaks yeah. the voice to say, yeah. "I'm gonna need an advance on this check." Like, like the real me is gonna come out at this point and tell you, "I'm gonna need an advance." Yeah, and I was like, "That's an interesting choice to come yeah. out of the voice to say this one phrase." Right. To which Mr. Blank right. said, "Hmm." And walked off. And well, then, but course, he said something about like you know I've hit some economic hard times, right? And, you yeah. know, and then he was like, "I'm gonna get an advance," right? And right. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I really liked the way yeah. that was. I liked yeah. the way it was done, though. It was like yeah. he's yeah. still in there, you know. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it's not until like, but we can see the parts of him that are going away. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we see the environment around him changing. Mm-hmm. Gets a new apartment. And yeah, I love that new too. Suits. Yeah. That, that scene when they show the things scene. cracking and yeah. things growing out of things. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought, yeah. what was, was it? A radio? Incredible. They cracked in half and turned into a big screen TV. Oh, yes. That like that really whole amazing. scene was great. Yeah. Yeah. Such an. Oh, God. The filmmaking in this movie is so imaginative. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I don't know if it's because. I mean, Boots Riley, obviously, he's had an extensive career in activism and music and stuff. But, like, for this to be his first film yeah. as a filmmaker yeah. is, like, incredible. So I don't know if, like, he was just, like, picturing this very clearly when he wrote it or maybe because it took so long to make right. the movie he had a lot of time to mm-hmm. sit with it and think about you know all of this stuff but it's just like mind-blowing how imaginative this movie is i see right? i'm sure you all watch a fair amount of film also mm-hmm. but i like I've you know movies seen any about, before <laughs> like, she's seen sabrina the teenage witch i have, that's I have those and sabrina criminal minds that's I, I watched it right after i watched this movie today <laughs> no, well, you I, gotta, needed to, I did i watched gotta, this movie gotta, and then i was like cool i got an episode of criminal minds catch up on <laughs> but like films out of South America, of course, do amazing jobs with this whole magical realism thing. Yes. And as I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, especially, you know, as a, as a black man, I'm like, mm-hmm. I've never in my life seen a black film that has done this. I think early Spike Lee films have a little bit more magical realism. A little bit more. Like, a, I, I was going to say a skosh, you know. But it's, it's not it's, like this. Right, but yeah, never, there's definitely like... Mm-mm a lot of breaking the fourth wall and like um sort of like getting in a little bit more into the characters heads and not completely realistic filmmaking like um anyway uh, that's the one that i can think of that comes to mind and I can of think an of american s- filmmaker a few moments like in uh school days he has a complete musical scene that jumps out of nowhere yeah yeah, yeah. but even that it's up nothing compared this, to right, this no right yeah, no, that's marijuana no. and this is acid you know what i mean yeah yeah oh yeah, i love how yeah. everyone's like that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie is like this is this, a whole different this, thing this movie is like i i like i took i took the tablet and i was having a good trip and then suddenly before i knew it there were horse <laughs> dicks and i was like i did not sign up for this I was um, more upset by the horse faces than the dicks the to dicks be honest. the dicks, the dicks were, were just fascinating the dicks <laughs> Penetrate my mind, you might say. Nice. Like, well played. I didn't well see played. the dick the first time I saw this. 
How? I was looking at the face. I was looking at the face. The face was scary. I could not not look at it. You are a sweetheart and I love you. I love it. I like rewound it to see the rest of the frame. What I loved was too, like, you know, I saw it too. And you think it's just something happening. And then, of course, when they reference it, I was oh, they know. They know. Oh, yeah. They had to know. This movie was meticulous. Um, Okay, we'll get back to the horse sticks. But okay, so again, I wanted oh, to. God. I feel like we were touching on this with with Detroit. Um, I just, but I was not expecting her to have a white voice. I was right. not expecting that, and it was like everybody had to not be themselves in some, some way point. to try to get ahead. It yeah. seems yeah. like, yeah. Which is, I think, is another commentary on yeah the idea of people of color getting ahead is that everyone somewhere inside them has something mm-hmm. you know has what is the equivalent of a white voice yeah this thing that you use or you've been told you have to have have to mm-hmm. use to get ahead everyone yeah. can code switch to some degree right mm-hmm. that's true i really want to talk about the worry free the whole worry free thing the whole the prison industrial complex that whole yeah. thing i really want to talk about that because there's just so much because they're all in so the much. uniform jumpsuits they're in the bunk beds did I mean, anyone else was the anyone else for two? Was also. anyone else reminded of Heaven's Gate by the imagery oh, yes. of this? Because that immediately that is what I thought it, of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking like of too. I, it was, looks like a cult to me, but mm. specifically Heaven's Gate because yeah, they all the wore jumpsuits. the jumpsuits, and the jumpsuits, and, and the Nikes, yeah. and the haircuts. They wore, ni- 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 they wore Nikes they wore when Nikes. they committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, no, also I mean, they died in those bunk beds. Oh, in the movie, I don't know, but the whatever the uniform they were wearing and the weird haircuts. And the uh, bunk beds, bunk beds, this yeah. bunk beds, that shot of the bunk beds yeah. looked like yeah. the police footage because oh, I'm I'm one of those true I mean, crime weirdos. But did they die or were they just beamed up to the Hale Bob Comet? Oh, well, that, I guess I'm it pretty, depends on your perspective. But sure for the rest of us on Earth, up. they died in those bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like the police footage it, from it did. It, I mean, like those was shots very were very reminiscent similar. of yeah. it. Yeah, that's I didn't put that together. I think I thought when I heard the whole. You know, um, but they also look like prison bunk beds. Well, yeah. no, that's all I thought was prison was the whole, you know, like a a constant job. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about food or shelter and all this other stuff. And I saw the oh, uniforms so and the bunk beds. I said, this is uh-huh. this is prison. Yeah, I think that's probably what they were going for. I'm just a fucking true crime weirdo, well, I, and that's immediately I, what I, I thought. thought it was yeah. a mixture of just like prison as in prison prison and yeah. prison as in you know how a lot of these jobs are prisons. Like uh, just yes. a blending of just the two. Just saying because for some people it would they, like. They'd be like, oh, uh, I never have to worry about housing again. Like mm-hmm. some people I think in this world are, and there's a lot of them that are probably so desperate that they would take that because they don't, they, they, they have trouble getting housing and they have right. trouble, they have no health care and they need that well, security because their well, job doesn't pay them enough I, to give them that freedom. That's what a lot of, I mean, like cults and commune sort of situations offer to you as well. I mean, yeah. like that's True. what a lot of cults and offer is fake idea of family. Right. You have, you have family, you have community, you have your job taken f- care of for you here. Since we're vegetarian, we grow everything we eat. You're always going to be fed. It's yeah. all of those kinds of things too. And I think that the cult imagery also for me came back a little later too with the street preacher and the signs mm. um, later on in the film there was a after he finds out about the whole horses and everything um and he's walking down the street and there's a street preacher there and a bunch of people with signs that are like max lift is our savior or whatever like whatever his name was steven lift yeah steven lift whatever is our savior and it's like let our savior lift you up and all these signs do you think steven lift is a play on the on steve jobs um 
I an apple. I, I just know. now Maybe. made that know, connection because that Lyft obviously has a whole connotation to yeah. itself. Yeah. But then I was thinking about the magazine covers and right. how even though Steve Jobs is no longer with us, like Apple is this huge company and there's all this controversy about Apple phones yeah. and how their batteries are made and the essentially slave labor yeah. that's used to make Apple phones. So yeah. I was just wondering if that was intentional sure this, as well. This film is, I'm sure, written while he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because sure. he wrote so, it, what, like 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah. So I'm yeah. sure yeah. all that's going on. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about the uh, about worry free. How there was like a a re- reality show kind of yes, about it. Yes, the Crips right. episode, and, how, and oh. how like TV and what's on TV and what's in film is controlled by people with lots of mo- mo- yeah. money, and yeah. they, it's another form of social control. Yeah, yeah it's true. They, there were yeah. only three channels, and right. that one show knew. I got the shit kicked yes. kick, kicked out of me was yeah. another oh thing God, that's yeah. like the decay of society or and the like giving that. people junk to watch that's yeah. violent right. and like yeah. i do feel that way about a lot of reality about tv is that it's, them. And you know wasn't there a basing line off of our like worse instincts yeah. And, yeah. And, and there was a line that someone said that was like yeah sometimes you just want to turn something on and just not think or yeah. like yeah. and i yeah. say that all the time and i'm like well, fuck it was uh danny glover's character he was talking about how he loves that show because he's like it gives me a warm feeling inside right. watching people yeah. get the like, shit watching, right. yeah, yeah watching people get hurt and he even has the shirt on he's like i have the shirt, shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then memes the whole Coke, yeah, with the with the and then oh, the thing is how memes yeah. start. What did she say to him? She says, "Have a co- uh, have, have a, a cola and, and smile, bitch." Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then it became a commercial for the Coke. And yeah, the, and there I thought that was costumes. brilliant. Was. That was brilliant. How yeah. they 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 had the whole life cycle of a meme thing, right? Yeah. Where it was like it it was an, a moment taken out of context mm-hmm. that to him is one of probably one of the low points of his life. Right. And, well yeah. and I think there are a lot of people like that too because they're like there was the guy, um like the white rapper guy that always gets made fun of. The it's Mac like Lamar? a no, no, no! It's it's this kid. He's like, it's obviously from like the early two thousands, taking oh. on like a shitty camera. But he's mm. wearing like a backwards baseball cap, and he's like a white kid, and he's like probably eight to seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah. yeah. But he's I've like, seen this and meme. he like looks like a little rapper. But yeah. there have been different versions of it that have yeah. come out several times. But he's now like a thirty year old man. Yeah. Who like who this keeps popping up oh. in his life? Well, there's and the, it's like ruined. There's parts the hi- of his hide life, your kids, you know? hide your wife guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yes. Who are. <laughs> I wrote a series of viral videos for that guy. Oh, really? I was hired. They never saw the light of day. I have them somewhere, though. But I was hired yeah. by, there was a film coming out called Neighborhood Watch. Yes. With Ben yeah. Stiller. Yeah. Yes. They changed the name of they the film. They had to because there's some Because Trayvon Martin got killed <gasps> yes. by George Zimmerman. Oh, no. The Neighborhood Watchman. Yeah. So we'd written, they hired us to write, we wrote, and they shot viral videos for this neighborhood watch thing and then yeah. the Trayvon Martin thing comes and you can't use any of it so it all got yeah. scrapped but yeah that wow. guy was hired wow. by Fox Search like whoever did the film mm-hmm. off the strength of hide your wife hide your, hide, yeah hide your wife hide your off kids. that whole thing and yeah. it's, it's I was like it's it's amazing I mean even the the memes of the five-year-old Cardi B meme have you seen this uh-huh. where she's a little girl yeah oh, I haven't and, seen that well but Cardi B also is in is a celebrity I mean she's, she's chosen this life versus people who are just everyday people who, like I mean the girl the squatting girl you right. know like who, I mean one, right, luckily hers on is yeah luckily yeah. Her, she's taken hers in stride but there was one that came it's out like the goosebumps girl um, and 
Yeah, the phone to his ear. Yeah, there was a, a which couple one? recently <laughs> who met like there were two people who met on a plane recently and this woman sitting behind them who is some sort of social media influencer. She'd given up her seat mm-hmm. to let this woman sit there yeah. and this couple hit it off and she kept taking photos of them and posted it on her Instagram and then these two people started getting harassed someone found her number like she got doxxed it was like a whole thing but like they've been like having to deal with and all they want to do is have a hundreds nice hundreds of thousands of people who know them they just them. wanted to have a nice but, like, time she was like a preschool teacher or something right. it was just, like, yeah. she was just like a normal person and just had a just chat a with a guy dude. yeah who just on a like, plane had, they had a nice time talking on a plane or and, or he was talking to her and she was trying to be nice and not did not tell him to no like, I think that they like actually <laughs> were just like <laughs> they were fine like they hit oh, okay. it off but like and but not they anymore were painted as this like surprise like wonderful romantic relationship that's budding and they were like she was like no and like got them so much attention and like I think that this part of the film like showing an ordinary person like how your fame can shift yeah. so quickly yeah yeah. I think it's an interesting thing like um, I, and I how it a, gets corporatized too yes. as well yeah. yes <laughs> yeah I have a Twitter account but I I I don't visit it often. Mm-hmm. Often, like all the mm-hmm. info is just pushed from a Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I don't yeah. actually. Have to, I don't go to it much. I don't tweet. But I don't when I go much. to it, sometimes I've like posted something about a someone got you know something happened in some mm-hmm. injustice, mm-hmm. and it's always invariably somebody like you know fuck you. Oh God yeah, damn, yeah. you know all this shit. But I don't visit it, so I never see it. Mm-hmm. So I never respond to it, and then mm-hmm. they just stop. It's super curious because I'm yeah. like I never I never I never I never feed into yeah. it and then it just they just go away because I'm not playing I don't I'm not playing the That's game. True. With them. And That's like, true. This is super. I thought that was interesting. It, it gave me a whole different way of looking at yeah. social media. Like, just fuck them. Don't say just shit to them. Tra- <laughs> treat everything just, like your Twitter account yeah. that you don't <laughs> right. use very often. <laughs> Run his course. Be the fuck over. The, bull- the bullies won't stick around. Well, I guess They're- it depends though. If you're like a constant public figure on television, like I think it would be hard. You'd be hard pressed to get away with just a yeah. Well, like Beyonce doesn't respond to shit. Okay, well I guess what well, can Beyonce you do about doesn't it? pick up a phone. I bet. I mean, honestly, <laughs> right. I, if true. I was Beyonce, I'd pay somebody to like put my coffee in my mouth. You know, like, <laughs> like crazy. I take that like, job if Beyonce's hiring. <laughs> right? Sarah, well, I think you had yeah. You yeah, had some... there was also a point when after I mean we'll have to go back and talk about the yeah. the par- party, but after he comes out with his story about the horse people. And then it turns into this thing where he goes on all these shows and oh, yeah. like, oh yeah, you know, like yeah. they had to cover him in shit. I'm sorry, there was like parts. I watched parts of the movie today because I was home with my children, and you may no- have noticed this movie is not appropriate for children. <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I only watched selects today, and I Kids did not love wa- movies about horses or people having sex while they're getting telemarketing calls um, <laughs> or any number of other things that happened. Anyway, uh, but didn't he go on the I got the shit beat out of me to expose the story and they 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 covered him in shit, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In order to show the clip. Yeah, in order to show the clip. And then the... the, (sighs) standing there just shit dripping off. But but the public loved it. Like they were like, they are doing such a good job. These scientists... Right, and the way it was spun, it was like scientific advancements and achievements, not horrible... Which is how it would probably go down, unfortunately. Even when I think of the most recent Brett Kavanaugh man, this, right oh, and you think about like you know figuratively the shit you have to go through to try yeah. to expose the truth right yeah. you know you literally have to get covered in shit just to get people to listen and I, to you i thought that was an interesting allusion to yeah. that yeah. like just yeah. the shit you have to go through to try to tell the truth this day and age it's crazy and people love the spectacle 
mm-hmm. more than the truth. That's right. true. And I couldn't tell yeah. if he was starting to enjoy the attention or if he was just putting that on or... I think it was a little... I think there was a little bit of enjoyment of it. That, yeah. yeah, but I also think when you think you're doing the right thing in exposing something, I think you do get a sense of joy yeah. out of it. And I think he thought he was doing the right thing and it's it's someone else who spun the story a different way. Right. You That's know? true, yeah. I guess um, it's better than constantly being the guy who got hit in the head with a can of coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. He was Can't... still that guy. He was, yeah. I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Welcome to Nervous Breakdowns. This is the part of the show where we read bad casting breakdowns. Um, sexist, misogynistic... Sometimes a little bit racist, maybe even a little homophobic. Let's see what we've got today. Uh, these are real casting breakdowns. If you guys, uh, those of you who are not in the industry, a casting breakdown is a description of the characters uh, that go out uh, to actors who would like to audition for film and television roles. Uh, we do not out the production company or the name of the film, but we should. We should. Just kidding. We, we probably should. All right, Hillary. Hillary is making a face, so I can see she's been reading ahead. Um, am I just reading the women or am I reading all of them? Well, I think you should read the description without saying the film. It's going to be really hard. It's uh, also, I feel like, one of the most confusing breakdowns I've ever read. Um, okay. It's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah. Okay, so a legendary production nears its end, but legendary. has some minor scenes yet to shoot. A sci-fi fantasy drama adventure hybrid feature about the majestic secret magic department of Earth trying to fend off other worlds without everyday typical Earth knowing about these secret celestial wars. Seems like a concise elevator pitch. All right. Um, Okay. (laughs) So our first character is Henry Cavatini. <clears throat> he is a male, uh, twenty to seventy years old. Whoa. Well, I believe that. Um, so, work with two stars of the movie in an epic scene. You say? Question mark? Question mark? I know this breakdown's a little cheeky, isn't it? Classic dramatic acting in one of the scenes that is more drama than fantasy. Mm. A poor guy, a little funny and odd, who's been chosen by the ruler of Earth. To help with a top mission. Oh, of course. I know I pick 70-year-olds for all my top missions. Definitely. Nothing um, like a 70-year-old protagonist funny, odd, to really... Poor. Yeah. Nothing like a 70-year-old protagonist to really get the movie going. Sorry, um, 70-year-olds. Ah, that was ageist what I just said. <laughs> all right. Sorry. So now we have Mrs. Coral, uh, female 20 to 65. Um, mm-hmm. 65 this says see the cyan description about what a shirt means okay so you have to go to cyan now. so we'll read cyan first <laughs> so so this is a breakdown that makes that's easy to read it is so easy to understand what's happening mm-hmm. so we'll go to mrs cyan uh female 20 to 40 years okay so uh, younger a little bit younger uh a mean ghetto type chick mm-hmm. she is a shirt Cool. Meaning one who's destined to always wear a certain colored shirt for all time. Mm. And each color has its own personality. Mm. In this case, a tough girl mentality with a strong focus on urban diction of words. Exclamation point. I'm sorry. In this case, a tough, gr- men- a tough girl mentality with a strong focus on urban diction of words. Wow. That's how that should have been read. Okay. Um, 
Seems seems nothing seems off about that, does yeah. it? Okay, so back to Mrs. Seems Coral. Nothing stereotypical about that. Okay. Um, so Mrs. Coral, uh, obviously she's wearing a shirt as well. Um, the color of coral <laughs> means coral that shirt? you are fascinated with sex. Fascinated. Like a scientist, really. Uh-huh. This is a comedic role. Oh, thank God. Note, no actual nudity in any scene with this character. Well, at least there's that. So there's no nudity there. Okay. So then we have Reiki the Great... Uh, it's a featured male role, mm. 25 to 65. Okay. All right. Um, a magician who's a great warrior at the same time, exclamation, exclamation. He also speaks very slowly mm. and theatrical mm. and in all caps, a little gay at the same time. Oh. So if they cast these people at the oldest possible, like if they cast a bunch of, like would they cast a bunch of 65 year olds or a bunch of tw- 25 year olds or a mix and They're match? They're all going to be 25 year olds. No 65 year olds reading this and it's like, I can't wait to play Reiki the Great. Also, I love how they've managed to create offensive breakdowns for three different types of people all at once. Okay. They're like, he speaks slowly and a little okay. gay. Well, here's the best part of this. All right. So here we go. So he speaks very slowly and theatrical and a little gay at the same time. Um, I feel like theatrical and gay are just synonyms for each other. Um, this sounds complex. That's because it is. It's complex. Um, ideally, we're looking for a veteran seasoned actor to pull off this mayhem of a role in a spectacular fashion. Oh, boy. When I think of 25 roles, I think of veteran and seasoned. Yeah, I do, too. When um, I think of theatrical speaking, I definitely think veteran actor. Yeah, definitely. This sounds like someone we need who's... need a veteran actor who speaks a little gay. Yes, yeah, he speaks a little gay, very slowly. Very slowly. Too slowly, in Too fact. Slowly. Um, and then we have the Blood Princess, um, mm, who's ew. a featured female I've role. I've been there. She is our youngest character, who's 20 to 35 years mm-hmm. old. Are you a girl who does kickboxing, has abs, and can run fast? Oh, question boy. mark, question all, mark. All the, check all the boxes. If you answer yes to any of these questions, that was one question. Oh, sorry. You might be a contender for this role. But what if you can run fast, but you can't kick I, That's what I'm saying. And you it's only one you question. You don't have abs. Can you do all of these things if you answer yes to any of these questions? It's I can run question, fast, but I don't have abs. I have abs, um, but I don't run fast. I can't Maybe do put any of those, those two together. Things. I I'm have abs technically because I'm a human person. That's true. But, I do um, have abs. They're not defined in any way. Uh, okay, so you might be a contender for this role. While Reiki the Great would be much more of a veteran actor, this could totally perhaps an actress, totally perhaps totally an actress, perhaps. Uh, who does not have much experience since the role is a bit more easier to portray. Um, I don't see how, though. The character has been in great battles with elves, snowmen, and gargoyles. It's a legendary warrior. But it's not that hard but it's to not act. Hard snowmen? role. We're really looking at abs, mostly. Snowmen? We're looking at abs, mostly. Sorry. Snowmen. 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 Well, yeah, you snowmen. know, they look like they're just going to sit there, but they can be quite threatening. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I actually pulled this one for the description because okay. Okay, it made me laugh. Uh, and in fact, it's not, there's no title. It's just called Collaborations on Multiple Short Films. And there is, in fact, a two-page list of short films. Oh, cool. That's what you want. Here's the description. I've written many short films on mm. a range of important topics, from oh. domestic and spousal abuse, <laughs> abortion, knife crime, I'm sorry, knife crime. Knife crime. Does this person live in Australia where there are no guns? <laughs> Mental illness, etc. However, et the extra hours of work, no, get this, 
the extra hours of work that I would have to do to fund the cast and crew for all these projects would mean I'm lucky to make a film once a month. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Love, and Hillary laughs for, for to the end of time. <laughs> okay. Once wait, wait, wait. There's more. And while some would be happy with that output, I have two feature films I hope to get funded in the next year or so. So the more short films I have completed, the better. (laughs) 12 this year is not enough for me. (laughs) Therefore, I am seeking genuine, dedicated people. Mm. I have everything Mm. to make these films. And then he lists off all of his equipment. Okay, what is it? Does he have C one hundred Sigma Sigma lenses, uh, road mic, Kodak shoulder mount? Because the shoulder mount is something actors care about. I yeah. got to tell you, yeah. Uh, diffusers, slider, cool. crane, MacBook Pro with Magic oh. Bullet. What? What is this for actors wow. or for crew? Uh, this is all crew breakdown. I mean, casting breakdown. Okay. These are a list of short films <laughs> that he's looking for breakdown. actors. <laughs> I'm having a First breakdown. First gaffer must um, be twenty two to. <laughs> I myself am a director, writer, editor, actor. Mm-hmm. So with the right people, not only can we get these projects done. <laughs> and then it's parenthesis. It says one self tape and you'll be contacted for any role that is suitable. And parenthesis. We can meet up and discuss other ideas for short films, videos, doc, etc. Parenthesis better than one payment for one film. So basically, the whole thing is a pitch as to why I can't pay you. So I can't or pay also you. Like be my lifetime collaborator, right? That's it's, what it, you being my collaborator seems is better than like, me paying you. Ooh! All right, guys. Well, if you want any of that fucking disaster, so go ahead and go apply ahead. for that. All right. So I have one more that's very <laughs> brief. And the reason I I want I call this file it under I think you have some problems you need to work out. <laughs> file this under I think you have something you need to talk to your therapist oh, about. Questions. Okay, the name of this character is and this is from a totally different film, not the one I just read. Crystal quotations mom. Oh. Okay. Black. Uh, Supporting mm-hmm. female 44 to 48, 56 to 57. Uh Mother to Mike Black loves America and decided to stay not only because of her son, but also because of her friends and the lifestyle in Los Angeles. She is an absolute drama queen hovering mother type. But every guy who sees her either wants her as their mother or lover. No. I I have a question. I think you Um, need to talk to your therapist about your relationship with your mom. I just have a question. I, I mean, can women be anything else though but besides, besides mothers or lovers yeah no, i don't think so i don't think i've don't ever think so. met a woman who doesn't fall into those two categories it's true. those are the only ones available that's really all there is to describe women indeed um i'm both that just <laughs> i'm your mother lover <laughs> is she your mom or is are you banging hashtag like, mother really lover or no other way to time. know women yeah. All right. Well, uh, so uh, if you out there are the mother lover type, mother lover hover type, Ooh. I think there's a role out there for you, ladies. Don't miss our special guest, John Good, this month at Volunteer State Community College, where he will be doing a one hour set of his incredible poetry. You can also find his book, Conduit, a collection of short stories and poems 
on Barnes & Noble's website, on Amazon.com, and if you're in the Atlanta area, at eBrick Coffeehouse. You can stay up to date on everything that John is up to, including information on his upcoming book, Midas, by following him on Instagram, at John underscore good, that's J-O-N underscore G-O-O-D-E, and on Facebook, at John Good. Episode 2 of Critical Crop Top's web series, Vera's Workplace Sensitivity Training, will be playing at the PA Indie Shorts Fest on Sunday, December 9th. For tickets and more information, including their amazing lineup of films, visit www.paindieshorts.com. You can find Vera's Workplace Sensitivity Training Series, as well as a whole bunch of other shows like PYT's Web Show and the Motherload Web Series at our website, criticalcroptop.com backslash videos, And we now have a channel on Dubo. That's D-U-B-O. The content provider Dubo has tons of shorts and series, and uh, you can view them for free on the web. You can also back creators there if you feel so moved to. So stop by Dubo, that's D-U-B-O, and visit our channel. We've got all of our series and shorts up there for you to enjoy. We will not be putting out a new episode next week, but we wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Safe travels wherever you're going. Safe travels coming home. And uh, we will see you back for a brand new episode on the film Sorry to Bother You with John Good on Wednesday the 28th. Until then, you can continue the conversation with us on social media. Uh, We're on Facebook and Instagram at Feminine Mistake Pod and on Twitter at Fem Mistake Pod. Send your best pumpkin pie recipe or any other correspondence to FeminineMistakePodcast at gmail.com. Hey, you looking for a horror movie comedy podcast with a twist? Well, this is Kim and Kat Stay Alive, maybe? So each week, one of us picks a horror movie and tells it to the other. Breaking it down and at key points, giving the other a chance to say what they would do to stay alive. Oh, and I was like, what? We solemnly swear to rarely get the names of characters right. Princess, principal, princess, Wilkins. <laughs> Wilkins. No, he's Princess Wilkins now, I'm sorry. And to periodically serenade you. <laughs> it's like my favorite murder and how did this get made had a kid. A weird, spooky kid who laughs inappropriately. No, I hate when people crawl on the ceiling. Well, they're my neighbors. It's, it's Kim, Kim and Kat, Kat Stay Alive. Maybe? Download wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media at KK Sam Podcast. Bye! Put a ghost in me. I'm, I'm done. done. <laughs>